Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. Of all the leadership approaches and leadership styles that are available, I have to tell you, I find transformational leadership to be the most powerful. So powerful that this is probably the second or third podcast that I've done on the, on the topic because I think it's so important. Transformational leadership has the potential to impact every element of the enterprise. And I mean from recruitment and retention to research and design to quality to performance and productivity. You know, it can make or break commitment and engagement, and they're both required to fulfill the organization's mission and to increase shareholder value. I want to introduce to some of you and review for others the four components of transformational leadership. Now, you know this isn't my original work. It's based on the writings and the research of many, many, many notable theorists. Bernard Bass, Bruce Avolio, James McGregor Burns, James Downton. They are the people who laid the foundation for this concept. I already said that I think it's the most impactful or one of the most impactful, significant leadership skills. But, but the problem is that people throw the term transformational leadership around and they don't understand what it means. I hear lots of people say, well, I'm a transformational leader or I'm a leader who transforms. So what does that mean? Well, Bernard Bass says it happens when leaders broaden and raise the interests of employees, when they build awareness and acceptance of the purpose or the mission of the organization. It happens when leaders are able to move employees from self-interest to group interest. You know, it's a tool that we can use to tackle a lot of stuff, to tackle a lot of different dilemmas. It can positively impact your operational alignment with the organization's big priorities. I think it can even build intrinsic motivation and help people really develop and mature. And I mean, no matter what their age or stage. Ultimately, I think it promotes higher levels of cooperation between leaders and followers. Uh, Leaders using this approach, they don't manipulate or coerce. What they do is they discover and they tap into the needs, the interests, and the motivations of the people that they lead. So let me get to the four eyes of transformational leadership. And as I said, this is a review for some of you, and this may be new to others. This is how it happens. The first is idealized influence. This is all about getting stakeholders to view you, the leader, as credible and competent. This assumes that you really are credible and competent. It doesn't assume that you're faking it till you make it. It assumes that you know something. It assumes that you have deep knowledge of the organization, its elements, and your your sphere in that organization. You develop the ability to use idealized influence by constantly learning more and doing better. It can happen if you're consistently working on your own growth. That's why you can't do that nonsense of faking it till you make it. You got to work on growth. You know, people sometimes take a pause when they hear idealized influence. 
it's not that you're leading with your ego and that you want people to idealize you. It's not that you're being a demagogue or wanting people to genuflect and kiss the ring. Think of it more as using your influence, your positive influence, influence that you cultivated working on your own competence, using that for the good of the organization. The second one is inspirational motivation. This is how leaders connect employees to the purposes of the organization and the larger industry. This is how leaders translate mission into meaning for employees. It's a way to use the cause or the mission or the output of the enterprise to excite people. I worked for years with the CEO of a nursing home chain, and oh my Lord, she did a masterful job using the organization's mission to compel people to work hard for the organization. She took that mission and broke it down into operational terms that anyone, and I mean anyone, could relate to. She made sure that the entire organization knew the mission and understood its mandates. She found ways to make the mission, which articulated the organization's reason for being, she found ways to make it interesting and fun. Now, of course, she didn't do this single-handedly. She had a team, a, a leadership team and teams throughout the organization that were able to use the mission to inspire and motivate employees to deliver the best care possible to the people that they were entrusted to care for. The last two of the eyes are my favorites, intellectual stimulation and individualized consideration. Intellectual stimulation. This is how we create learners at every level through formal and informal methods. It's how we grow people and help them find and fulfill their potential. It happens in organizations that make learning a priority and have a well-aligned approach to human capital utilization. These are organizations that prioritize human development, both personal development and professional development. They offer growth and learning opportunities that start at the top meaning from the C-suite all the way down to the support staff. Yep, even the people at the top have opportunities for learning and for growth. And don't ever forget that. As you ascend, you still have to learn and you still have to grow. Organizations that are able to do this intellectual stimulation, they don't make distinctions in who gets opportunities for growth. They recognize the never-ending need for learning and learning at all levels. You can spot leaders who use intellectual stimulation as a tool. They are the people who give their employees assignments that are rich and that are substantive. They invite people on their team to share their own insights, the insights that they've gathered through their unique experiences and through their learning. These are leaders who create pathways for other people to grow. They put a, a real emphasis, a visible emphasis on developmental assignments and on stretch goals. I love these leaders and I love these organizations because they create fertile ground for people to become their best selves, for people to develop deeper intellectual curiosity. Last up, individualized consideration. 
You know this, it's evidence when leaders recognize and respect the humanness of each employee. What this means is that they're not afraid of or intimidated by the breadth and depth of diversity that characterize our world. They see each employee as an individual human being. They learn about their strengths and their developmental needs. They really learn about people. And when it's possible, they give assignments that are most suitable to the individual. Now, real world, that's not always possible, but these leaders who use individualized consideration, they try. They really do try. You know, organizations that get the concept of individualized consideration often have things like telework policies and practices that demonstrate trust for employees. You know, they offer more flexible scheduling options. They create HR policies that are not punitive. These are the organizations that frequently gather data, gather insights, gather information and experiences from employees, but they do not just gather information for the sake of gathering it. They actually use it to create a culture and a work environment that affirms the humanity in all of us. So there you have it. You got the basics of transformational leadership. And I should have said this and I didn't. You know, it flourishes best in organizations that really support human development. These are organizations that are less rigid, that understand that there is shareholder value, customer value, and employee value. And they understand the importance of creating the balance between the three. In other words, they don't just lean to shareholder value and customer value. They regard employees highly. You know, I'm, I'm getting ready to wrap up. And I want to encourage you to use the four eyes to enhance your leadership. Quick review, idealized influence, inspirational motivation, intellectual stimulation, and individualized consideration. I want you to just try them one at a time, monitor your progress, because as you develop in each of these competencies, it's going to give you a broader repertoire as a leader. So get started using those four eyes. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe if you haven't already. I add new and relevant leadership learning all of the time. If you haven't visited the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel, check it out. There's all sorts of new content. All of this is virtual leadership learning that will help you soar.